Welcome to KC by Sari, a podcast for Kansas City enthusiasts. I'll take you behind the scenes and you'll learn why this Midwestern gem is so special. This week, I'm joined by Danny Roma from Danny Roma Art. Once the pandemic hit, Danny decided to leave her teaching job and focus on her art. She's now painting murals all over KC and cities throughout the country. Here is Danny to talk more about her murals and where you can find them. KC by Sari. I would love to hear initially how you got into painting murals around Kansas City. Uh, well, so my journey to art is kind of strange simply because I was a teacher. I taught high school English and theater for nine years. I have a master's degree and I am a doctoral dropout. So I almost had that too. Um, and then the pandemic hit and I just really didn't like how things were going with education. And it's the nicest way to say it. And I started drawing again for healing reasons, uh, just kind of to heal my soul kind of thing. And I had people reach out and want me to like draw their pets and things. And then I started selling them. And then one of my very good friends down in Springfield, uh, Missouri, actually asked me to come to a mural meetup with a group called the Artist Academy. It's ran by a lady down in Springfield. And I went to that. And there were like 30 other uh, muralists from all over the country. And the rest is sort of history. I fell in love immediately with all of the people and being around creatives. I think for a long time, I was trying to figure out what it was that I truly loved, like at, at my core. And I know I loved my kids and I loved teaching, but truly what gets me going is creating something from nothing. And I think that's why I loved theater so much, designing. And I was a set builder and and a scenic designer. And I love that aspect of it when there's nothing and it turns into something really spectacular. And so I think I just sort of being surrounded by that energy made me want to do it. And then my very first mural, actually, I was walking around downtown during Art Walk with my best friend, who now is my assistant. But I came across this building and I was like, this is a brewery but it doesn't have any signage or anything. And I think this is a new brewery and they had this big, beautiful wall in Crossroads. And I just Instagram mess messaged him and I was like, what's the worst that could happen? But he doesn't respond. Okay, fine. I'd never done a mural before. And he responded back and that was my very first mural. There are these beer wings outside of Red Sash Brewery. And I did that one for very cheap. <laughs> And then started working for them and doing more murals. And it just sort of word of mouth, people started hearing about it. I did the Parade of Hearts the very first year and people started hearing about that. And then I actually got a couple of different jobs just from having those hearts. I was one of the few, I don't remember how many there were of us, but I had two hearts that year. So some of us were allowed to do two of them. And I was just so surprised because one, I didn't think I'd get it. And then to get two and be recognized by Casey art people. So I think that's sort of what started it, I guess. 
with painting murals and having to work with walls that are outside of walls that are obviously inside, how were you finding the right material you were using in the murals? Because what you do on paper versus brick, I imagine is completely different. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I am mainly a sketch artist. Like I, I'm drawn to uh cartoon cartoons and things like that I'm highly inspired by comic books so I usually draw with a pen and so going from a pen to paint is very very different and walls are always so different even though they may they may all be brick or whatever every wall has its own challenge um, my least favorite is corrugated metal paint does not like to stick to corrugated metal and it takes multiple coats but it's way more labor intensive than you think and it's a lot of trial and error. I think the first year I just had to figure out what kind of paint I wanted to use and what brushes. And I went through a million different techniques. And now I am absolutely stuck and sold on bare paint. And I use exterior and I have a specific brand of brush I like. And I also spray paint now that I jumped into spray paint and it has been a game changer. So <laughs> you mentioned that this brewery, your first mural, you had messaged them on, on Instagram, but how are people finding you now? What's the way that you are expanding your horizons with the murals that you're part of? Because you don't just have murals in Kansas city. You have murals in what, 20 plus cities in the country. Uh, so oh, cities, I don't even know, but states I'm on state 13 and I'm, I'm in contract right now for states 14 and 15. So <laughs> so how are you getting in touch with the places that you are doing murals for? And what does that process look like from sketch to when it's up on a wall or on someone's business? Yeah, I actually started doing a lot of my own reaching out to people. I joined a bunch of Airbnb and VRBO um, like Facebook groups and I am involved in those and I send pictures and that's actually how I got my very first Airbnb job uh, which was in oh my gosh what was that Minnesota I went to Minnesota all by myself and that was sort of sparked it once I did that one they all are part of their own little network the Airbnb people and so then now I actually, like the one I just did in Arizona, she reached out to me through Instagram and had been following me for over a year, which I was like, so <laughs> that's so sweet. And she'd been following my journey and waiting to be able to afford me is what she told me. And so I thought that was really cool. But most of it is outreach through those Facebook groups. And then I have a lot of people, most businesses reach out to me through my website or Instagram. So I primarily stay there and then a lot of referrals like uh, Chinatown, the one I, I just did down in River Market, one of my biggest murals was a referral from a Japanese restaurant that I did. And so that was actually a really cool um, process there. But from start to finish, that's actually my favorite part, which I think I'm a little weird in the mural world because muralists are artists at their core and a lot of them you know a lot of my friends who are muralists don't necessarily like the business part of it but my dad used to own his own business and I grew up around that and I love people like I love all the all the crazy people I meet and wonderful people and I have so many friends now that are Airbnb owners or business owners and it's for me the 
the most fun part of my job is <laughs> I kind of think of it as like a game. So they give me a task, whatever is in their mind. They give me sketches. Sometimes I had my, my one I just did in Kentucky. He gave me like stick drawings and I did a video about it because I thought it was so funny. And then I get to turn it into something. So whatever they give me, I consider it a challenge. What can I create to make them happy and, and make what they see come to life? Because they may not find themselves as creative or artistic, but through me, they get to be creative. And for me, that is the most fun part of my job is the challenge of making people who don't think they can be creative and giving them exactly what they want and staying true to my style and aesthetic, but also just doing these really large scale things that can draw people to their businesses and, and be clickbait on, on those Airbnb sites. And it, for me, that is probably the best thing, but that's how it kind of goes start to finish. What have been some of your favorite murals that you have been able to be part of? So I have them in different categories as far as like favorite designs. Um, my absolute favorite design that I've ever done, it was in a apartment building, a luxury loft building. I worked for a business called One KC uh, or One City KC. And I did, they, all, all they gave me, and they usually very rarely gave me any, any direction for what to do. But for this one, all they said was poker and video games. And that's it. And I was like, okay, so can I combine them? And they said, you do whatever you want. And so I had this idea in my head of taking these cards, a king and queen, like popping out of their cards, playing video games together. And that is my favorite one because it is truly and purely from my mind, just my own creation. And it, it plays with the idea of like this 3D effect. And I really like that. And it's very comic booky. And I don't know, it's visually interesting. That's my favorite design. My favorite project so far has been Chinatown, simply because the owners of Chinatown down in River Market are phenomenal to work with. What a wonderful, beautiful family that owns that business. And from start to finish, beyond kind. And it was fun for me because in the beginning, they, they knew what they wanted, but they sent me over some ideas that the owner's granddaughter had drawn. So she's an artist, and I think she's 11, and she loves to draw, and she drew these dragons. And you know, the, the guy I was working with, his name's Donnie Lowe. He told me, you know, if you can use them, that'd be great. If not, it's okay. This is just kind of the idea. And I said, would you mind if I actually use it as my inspiration, like take her ideas and turn it into what it is you want. And in a way, you know, giving her credit and keeping this design in the family. And they were overjoyed with that concept. And so I took two drawings that uh, Maya had done and turned it into that giant 30-foot dragon that you see at River Markets at uh, Chinatown. So that was my favorite project. That's so special to get to work on something that has multi-generational component to it, keeping it within the family, but you're being you're also able to use your creative ability while still using inspiration from the family, what the business has given you. And so that's so cool to see something come together. Well, and it was really interesting to me, too, because um, the mother 
she doesn't speak a, a lot of English. And um, I, you know, a lot of things had to be translated for me. But I learned a lot about Chinese, like Chinese characters and how to draw them correctly. I had, a, a, you know, to fix some of the things on the bigger one. But we also put characters for Panda and for Crane, and we put those into the designs. And so that was really, really important to them. And then I made sure that all of the plant life that is behind the Panda and the Crane, those are all like, traditional Chinese plants. And so they, you know, it, it, for me, it was a learning experience and I wanted to stay very true to their, their culture but bring exactly what they wanted to the table, which the main thing was very vibrant colors. They want to be seen from far away. And I think we achieved that because um, you can see it all the way up in, you know, the garment district. But the, the really cool part was Maya, when she got out of school, um, actually helped me paint for a day. And so we got to work together and I got to hear about her family and why she likes to draw. And I, as a teacher, my heart was just so full. I loved working with Maya. That was, that was a blast. My favorite project. <laughs> yeah. I want to go back to you being part of Parade of Hearts. How did you get involved initially in Parade of Hearts? And what was the process like to create two hearts? Because I imagine <laughs> creating one is hard enough. It's a five foot heart, a lot of canvas space to work with, but how did you get involved in the project initially? That one's kind of a funny story because I saw it on Instagram and thought, oh, there's no way I'd get chosen. Like, I'm, I'm so new at this. Like, I, at that point, hadn't even fully decided that I am an artist. Like, I didn't accept that I was an artist. And I hadn't called myself that yet, really. But my best friend, she sent it to me and she goes, you have to apply. And I was like, but it's, you know, three days away. I, I don't, you know, I don't have anything. And she's like, just do one of your like dog sketches and put in your, I was doing this uh, canvas uh, series of women. And she said, why don't you just do that too? Like somehow incorporate those. And so her pushing me got me to do it. And lo and behold, they liked both of them. And they were a lot of fun to do. It was interesting, because I at the time lived with my father, and we were in a uh, townhouse, and we had a one car garage. And so I had to fit these two giant hearts, they're five foot by five foot on, you know, platform with wheels inside a one car garage. So like, it was, it was interesting. <laughs> But that was a lot of fun. And for me, it was really cool to be a part of something that was so special to the community. I mean, people went wild that first year over them. They were, you know, scavenger hunting it and finding all of them and people reposting them. I had so many people take pictures in front of my dog heart because they'd bring their dog out and then take pictures with it. And that led me to work with, you know, different dog companies and, you know, pet places and that became a thing I do and I just it was a it was a lot of fun and I knew the next year I had to do it as well but I wanted to challenge myself and do a sculpture which I've never done and so last year was my very first sculpture that was very interesting I was down to the wire because I was traveling for like two months straight and um, my best friend and another artist friend of mine we all came together and did it like a week which was crazy I don't recommend uh, and then this year my best friend we actually decided like when she was helping me with that one she kind of fell in love with it 
And I was like, why don't we submit together? And she's like, I'm not an artist. I'm like, well, you kind of are. You're my assistant and you kind of are. And so we decided to come up with the design together. I drew it, but it was fully from both of our minds. And we submitted it and we got it. So I'm, I think, one of five that have done it all three years. So <laughs> every heart is so unique and individual from the next. And the fact that this was only supposed to happen once and it's now yeah. happening. Hopefully we see it happen annually at this point because they, yeah. people have seen the impact it has on the city. And I hope it's, I really hope it's something that's here to stay. So that's so incredible that you've been able to be part of it each time and create yeah. something new. It speaks volumes to your artistic ability and your creativeness that so much has come from being part of Creative Hearts for you professionally. Oh, absolutely. I have had many people who, you know, upon first meeting them or something, they don't know I'm an artist and I'll say pray to hearts and like, oh, which one did you have? And for me, that's so cool. And they usually know exactly which one I'm talking about. Cause like you said, they're so unique. And I loved this past year when they took all of them, there were a couple different times where they had them all for viewing for all at once. And the very first year, we were the only ones who got to see that, the artists. And so for the community to see all, well, last year, all 40 of them in one place is truly miraculous. All of the different styles you had, I mean, you had sculpture artists, you have oil painters. I mean, the first year there was somebody who did a quilt. I mean, there's photographers. It For me, it's just fascinating to see we all get one prompt and the the vast, like the vastness of it is so crazy what people come up with. And I think even mine have been so drastically different from one another because I pick a theme and kind of run with it. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. And for me, again, I think, I think that's why I like it so much. It's a challenge. You give me a prompt and let me see if I can make you happy. Speaking of challenges, what are some challenges that you have faced with working with murals and some of your other original art? What are some of the not so fun challenges you've really had to overcome in this process with your with your art? I think the the main thing is not necessarily about my art. I haven't had a, a ton of issues with my style or my design. Luckily, that has been really well received. But I think the hardest part, and this goes for anybody having a business or starting a business, you know, I started it when I was 31 and because I'm only in my third year. And so it's, it's crazy. The business side of it is the hardest part is I went from being a teacher where everything was all kind of in a bundle. I had my healthcare and I had, you know, everything all together And then all of a sudden I'm thrown out into the real world and I have to be an adult (laughs) and do all of those things. And I think with the business side of it, it's knowing how you want to present yourself and how you want clients to see you and understanding the process of it. And I think this is where my father has come in handy. (laughs) He's been such a wonderful support, but he used to own a contracting business and built homes and And he told me once, he was like, you need to present this not as artwork, but as a job. You are doing a job for somebody. And so in a a sense, I quote my murals as if I'm I'm doing a service, a, a job service that you would hire out like fencing or, you know, building a deck or anything. It makes it easier to understand 
when you do it like that, because I think one of the challenges with the art world is for people who aren't artists, it's confusing to know like how we're pricing something based on, you know, our design and our aesthetic and that kind of thing. So I try to take all of that out of it. And this is purely by square footage. And this is purely by, you know, the intensity of your design. Um, Same with like a fence or something, something like that. But I try to present it in much simpler terms so that I don't confuse my client and we can get to the fun part of designing. But that was the hardest challenge of my business is, is creating something that people understood and saw valuable because I think a lot of people don't realize that muraling is a business. And I have had many people who like they'll pass me on the street while I'm muraling. They say, do you get paid for this? I'm like, oh no, I'm out here just painting a wall. No, people don't know. They have no idea. And so I think bringing that awareness to Kansas City and, and building that opportunity for more businesses to see it as a way to market. Because when people take pictures in front of a mural that has your business logo on it, you're drawing people to your business. And I don't think, I think we're finally getting there where people are seeing it that way. But that has been the challenge of kind of convincing people that this is worthwhile. If you you just trust me, it's worthwhile and presenting it in a way that is less complicated. So And it's so fun to see the amount of murals that have come to life in Kansas City in the last few years. It adds such a vibrant feel to the city. And every time a new mural pops up or is in the process of being put up, I get so excited. And a good problem to have is it's hard to keep up with how many there are these days because there are so many. It's adding such a special and amazing feel to Kansas City while we're in the middle of this growth and expansion and things coming here. I'm not a muralist, but I will drive by a random building and I'm like, you know what? This could really use a mural (laughs) on one of these walls somewhere. That would just hey, really... send those to me. I have a collection of walls in Kansas City <laughs> that I want to paint. So I will definitely have to do that because I that is how that's how my brain works. Is I'm always thinking about how Kansas City can be better and what are ways that I think things could improve or just continue to be great. And murals is one of those things I'm always thinking about. They bring life to the city. I think one of the things I always try to achieve. I've had a a lot of people ask me why I do the style that I do. And one, I think it's just naturally what I do, but also I live in bright color. I love very vibrant, crazy colors. And what that usually does when you see a lot of color on a street is it makes you smile and it makes you, it's a happy feeling to be around something so joyful And so for me, I think that's also part of it is if we can give life, bring life to some of these neighborhoods that maybe don't have artwork or, you know, it's, you know, there's a lot of buildings that are historic, which we don't touch, but there's ones nearby that could bring so much life and at the same time, inspire people to go to Kansas City businesses. And, you know, you're right, it's a message, bringing a message to people. And for me, that's always trying to make how many people can I make smile by looking at my artwork? (laughs) That's kind of something I go for. So yeah. When you are not working, what does your life look like in Kansas City? 
I love this city. First off, I was born and raised in Southern Missouri. Um, but then I moved up here and it's like I found home. I, you know, Springfield and Nixon never felt like home. And then I came here and I love the people. I love the atmosphere. There's so much to do. And it's just a very awesome city. Uh, as I put it simply, but I'm actually pretty boring. <laughs> I spend a lot of time um, at, at home doing a lot of things for my business. And I kind of got consumed with that for the past couple of years. But when I'm not doing that, I am out with my dogs at one of the many parks. We go to Barquet a ton. And I spend, you know, as much time as I can outside. I absolutely love finding a place to look at the skyline. So my favorite skyline view is when you drive from North Kansas City and you're taking Highway 9 in, into the city. It's so beautiful. And so I find myself in North KC a lot. But I think, I mean, I also love trying different breweries. I love craft beer. So, I mean, I started my business at a brewery. So I like to try different things. I'm a sour girl. So I love sours. Um, but yeah, I, I think, and my best friend and I will tootle around and try to find different places. I love vintage clothing stores. So I try to make it to all of those like vintage flea markets that pop up all over the place. And honestly, just trying a lot of the different businesses uh, with their with their different foods. And then my family, of course, is a huge barbecue fan. So if I'm, if I'm not painting, you'll probably see me with a craft beer and barbecue in hand. Any particular favorites of barbecue or craft beer? What are some of your favorite local businesses to go and support in those categories? Oh man, this is a big debate. So, so it's, I I fear saying my favorite barbecue, but I am a huge Arthur Bryant's fan, huge Arthur Bryant's fan. Uh, So that would be my favorite barbecue. But as for like local businesses, I have a favorite spot in North KC. I love Herbalife and the shakes and things. And I just did a window painting for them, but NKC Nutrition. So I love supporting them. Uh, she is a local business owner and a female business owner. So I love supporting that when I can. All of the businesses that are in like the river market, like city market area and crossroads, those are all for the most part, you know, locally owned places. And so I love spending my time in those two areas. And then, I mean, I, I have a ton of tattoos. <laughs> so I, I love, I'll, I'll plug Scott Schickman, but from, He's from Dunright Tattoo, Scott Schickman from Dunright Tattoo. I have full sleeves and and I, so I, I love supporting local artists in that way as well because it is a completely different form that is foreign to me, uh, but I do respect it and love it. So I think that's, those are my favorites. <laughs> yeah. If there was something you could change about Kansas City, either from your professional standpoint or your personal standpoint, what would that be? The big one for me is, and it makes sense, but I'm with you. I think there needs to be more murals, not just because I make money off of it, but because I absolutely love what it does for the area, whatever area it's in. We have so many different like little districts inside Kansas City and cities surrounding it that are part of the metro. And I think just bringing artwork from all the different crazy talented artists that live in the city to the streets of the city would be just wonderful. And there's so many buildings that have 
you know, been in disarray or they, you know, just haven't been taken care of, but they have this big, beautiful brick wall. Let us turn it into something. And, you know, I think that's a big one. And I think the only other one for me would be, I wish we had like a big central park, something where we could run and I could bring my dogs to maybe even an off leash area something where it would bring, I don't know, tie in the whole community somehow, some way. I think it's impossible. I don't know. But that would be my big one because dogs are a huge part of my life. So I would say art and, and more places for my dog and I. Are there any dream collaborations that you have, business collabs or even collabs with other artists? Oh, man, I would love to work with JT Daniels. I think his work, he is a muralist in Kansas City. I think his work is just absolutely spectacular. And I have now gotten my father on the train of loving JT Daniels. We stop at all of his work and look at it. It's just, I I think that would be a dream one for me to work with him or to be, you know, I don't know, I'll, I'll carry his paint for him. <laughs> like, I just, I would love to learn from him and what he's done. And that would be a dream collaboration artistically. My, I have... I have some favorite walls that I want, but I would love to see us have a skyline mural. So I, I'll just kind of throw that out there that I think we need a giant building mural. And I have my eye on a few. So if there's anybody who's listening who owns those, that's what I want. But yeah, I, I think those are my dreams is painting something so large, you can see it from the highway and, you know, working with some other local artists. There's a lot of them in town that I would just love to work with. Are there any murals that you are in the process of working on right now or that you will be part of that you would want listeners to know about and really keep an eye out for? Yeah, I I have one in Kansas City that you'll want to kind of go find. A Goodwill is putting together all of their new locations. And a friend of mine just did the Waldo one and I am working on the mural in Olathe Goodwill. So that'll be up and out. And it's a really cool mural for me because the person who contacted me specifically said, I want your style. And that is like a dream when a client says that to me. So it is a very loud, big mural uh, in the Olathe Goodwill. So that's a big one. And then, of course, uh, my best friend and I will be picking up our heart soon. So we'll be getting started on those and they'll be out in March. So be looking out for all the hearts. Can you give any hint to what the theme of your heart will be for this next season? I've actually shared it with the world just because I, it was such a cool little passion project for Laura and I. And so uh, Laura and I came up with this idea of what makes us sing. So she's a writer and I'm an artist. And I have been dreaming of being an illustrator my whole life, like illustrating children's books. And she's writing a fiction novel right now, getting ready to send it out to publishers. That's super cool. So we thought, wouldn't it be cool if like the Casey Library, like the downtown library had a big old heart out in front of it? And so we kind of made it around that. And so there's this giant book on the back. And there's all these hands kind of popping out of the heart. It's a sculpture. So I had to challenge myself again with all these books and like items coming out of it. And it's supposed to represent like what draws Laura and I together, our friendship, and then also the power of reading. I mean, I was an English teacher I and she's an author. I just, 
for me, reading is so powerful. And so I'm hoping that that heart will make some people think, you know, what's my favorite book? And maybe, you know, pick one up and read because the more reading we do, the better we are, I think so. That's awesome. I'm so excited to see the heart and the final product when yes. uh, they're all done in, in March. Can you name, you don't have to name all of them, but name some of the places where your murals are, or even a yeah. comprehensive list. I just want you to plug, <laughs> say all the things of where people can, can find you. For sure. My Instagram is danny.roma.art. And on Facebook, I'm Danny Roma Creations. So either one, if you find me that way. And then the biggest murals I think that people recognize are mine is Chinatown, the giant dragon, and take a picture with the panda and the crane. And there's actually four murals on that building. So if you can find them all, there's one kind of hidden off to the side too. So uh, look for that one. It's another dragon. And then down the street from that, you can actually see it from Chinatown. There's a giant river market mural. And a lot of people take photos with that one as well. And it's supposed to represent Olive River Market. So that's one. And then, man, I have a lot indoors, um, a lot indoors. But those are my big outdoor ones that people recognize. And then the last one that is real big and will probably be painted over soon. So if you want to find it before it does get painted over... It's uh, for a business that actually went out of business recently. And that's why I say it'll be painted over. But it's of a fortune teller and it's down in Crossroads. And you can act like you are a marionette because it is an interactive mural. And that one's uh, right off of Oak and 19th. And so try to catch that one before it disappears. And yeah, those are those are my big ones. I hope your murals continue to spread life and joy in Kansas City more than they already are. Thank you so much. It was an honor and very humbling. I very, very much appreciate it. Be sure to check out Danny on Instagram at danny.roma.art to check out her murals around the city. Casey by Sari comes out every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe to listen to more incredible behind-the-scenes stories of Kansas City businesses and entrepreneurs. For more local businesses and things happening around KC, follow me on Instagram at Sari. See you next week. the city.